0: shall be called a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of peace. Then the blind and lame came to him in the temple, and he healed them. But when the chief priests and the scribes saw the wonderful things that he did, and children crying out in the temple and saying, Hosanna to the son of David, they were indignant. Paul's epistles, First episode to Timothy, First Timothy 3, 14, 15. These, three, these things I write to you, though I hope to come to you shortly. But if I am delayed, I write so that you may know how you ought to conduct yourself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and the ground of the truth father we are grateful to you this morning we thank you for your word we thank you for you're going to speak into our lives every resistance to the preaching of god's word we bind them in the name of jesus and we proclaim victory in the house they overcame the enemy by the blood of the lamb and the word of the testimony so be it in the house in jesus name we pray amen please be seated Today's message is titled, Church, It's His House. You and me this morning, we are in His house. Praise God. When you hear the term house, so many images fill our mind. House is, brings to our mind so many things. But then, when you add something to it, this person's house, that person's house, that brings in so many other images as well. Here, we are talking about the house of God. The term house, as in Hebrew, it is said, this is how it goes. It's called bayit. And in Greek it's known as oikas. This particular words that we read, it's recorded in three out of four gospels, and in the old testament, two prophets, one directly, and the second one alludes to it. Jesus says, It is written, My house shall be called a house of prayer but you have made it into a den of thieves. So, Jesus makes it very clear that this is his house. When you study the scripture, you have to take into account the different dispensation that is recorded in the Bible. And when you interpret the scripture, this is important Otherwise, we can go wrong. So when you go into the Old Testament during the time of Moses, the house of God, or under the law of Moses, the house of God was the tabernacle, as it's written in 1 Chronicles 6.48. Later on, we know that Solomon built the temple in Jerusalem. That was also known as the house of God, as it's recorded in Second Chronicles three three. You and I we are in the era of grace. Today, the house of God is the church as it's recorded in First Timothy chapter three verse fifteen. The house of God, the church of the living God. Praise the Lord. So when we say house of God, it denotes in today's time, it denotes the dwelling place is God's own people. Church house of God is identified with the people of God. God's people are his house, meaning you and me, we form the house of God. The church as the house of God means that it ought to be governed by the truth in God's word. This is very important for all of us to understand who is part of the body of Christ. Church as the house of God means that it ought to be governed by the truth that is recorded in the scripture. Imagine if you were to visit someone's house. When you visit someone's house, you have the liberty based on who that person that you're visiting. No matter how much liberty that you have, that particular house is governed by a set of rules and etiquettes. Every one of our homes or house is governed by certain rules and etiquettes which promotes unity, love, joy, and harmony in a home. Where there is a house where there is no rules, we see that there is chaos and confusion and it can also bring forth conflicts and misunderstanding. Praise the Lord. Now, if you and me, our houses or our homes are governed by rules and etiquettes, how much more the house of God, praise the Lord. The house of God is governed by the scriptures or by what God mandates in his words, praise the Lord. We, as children of God, we do not have the authority to play around or to bend the standards that are given in God's word to our liking when we are part of this body of Christ. God expects and mandates that every house of God, every Endeavors that we undertake, every events that we do, every plannings that we employ, it ought to be according to God's will as it's revealed in the scripture. The sole authority scripture being the sole authority of our faith and our practices. Praise the Lord. Church in this day and age, today, is tagged in different ways. We have the American churches, we have the African churches, we have the Asian churches, we have the British churches, we have the Canadian churches or the Chinese churches, we have the Dutch churches, we have the English churches, And on and on and on. It's okay for us to have such tag. And every church has its unique model or its unique way of carrying themselves. It it is attached to their customs and to culture. But customs and cultures cannot override The scripture, praise the Lord. In matters of essential, the scriptures play the final role or has the final role. In matters of things which are non-essential, God gives us the liberty and freedom. But every church has to be governed by the principles of God's word. If we have to stay under the banner that we are the house of God. Praise the Lord. Every church has its unique flavor. Last week, Jasmine and myself, we were in DR. And we were able to go visit a church and worship the Lord there. Celebration Church in we had We could go and we could hear God's word and give him praise. At the same time we were blessed to attend both our service where live stream so we had three services last week one in one in person and two live stream we were blessed by all three services that we attended each church has its own flavor own make but every church has to function under the absolute authority of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. The church of Jesus Christ, or the house of God, it means it is comprised of the children of God. Praise the Lord. One is inducted into the house of God by the fact that he or she according to John 1:12 has received Jesus Christ born again praise the Lord and has received Christ as their Savior. One becomes a member of the body of Christ as it's recorded in Acts chapter 2 verse 41 and 42. those who accepted his message were baptized. And about 3,000 were added to their number that day. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to the breaking of bread. Praise the Lord. So the house of God comprises of God's children who, are, who have obeyed the commandments of the Lord Jesus Christ. And continue to be governed by the principles of God's word. Praise the Lord. We ought to remember that abiding in Christ, abiding in the word is absolutely important. Quite often, people feel that once they have received Jesus and obeyed the Lord in water baptism, they have done it all. No. That's not what the word of God says. When we study the scripture, we understand that it is only the elementary teaching. We have to move further in depth into the understanding of God's word. And as we intake the word of God, we have to make sure that our lives are governed by the truth of God's word. Praise the Lord. The church is just simply one generation away from being deviated from the tracks that God has ordered and ordained. Once it's deviated or detoured from its track, it can move into a very different direction. We see today in the world many a churches who calls themselves The house of God has got nothing to do with God. Praise the Lord. That is not just simply today's case. But when we read the book of Revelation, we see the message that Jesus gives to the seven churches that was in Asia Minor. Some of the churches, Jesus had commendation, applause for them, accolades for them. For others, he had nothing but rebuke. One church had Jesus standing outside. In other words, the one that called themselves church had pushed Jesus outside. And Jesus was standing outside and knocking at the door. Praise the Lord. So once a church gets deviated from the scriptural standards, it has the potential to move so far away from the truth of God's word that even Jesus does not recognize it or Jesus finds himself outside the church. Church is supposed to be a place where its members are loved for, cared for, are ministered to, are served, allowing them, to grow in the grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Church is a place where infants can turn into mighty men and women of God. Church is a place as God deems it to be, where the immature has to grow and become mature. Praise the Lord. According to the words of Paul writing to Timothy the word of God the word which is the milk and the meat. Church is a place where milk and meat is served. Milk and meat as it is being served ought to produce in us godliness. God wants all of us to grow up the stature of Christ. When milk and meat is served, what can happen in you and me is, as the Bible says, we become partakers of the divine nature of Christ. Praise the Lord. That is what God intends from each and every one of our lives. God intends every one of us to grow And glow, praise the Lord. Grow in the grace and glow, radiating the love of Jesus Christ. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yes, church is also a hospital where those who are sick, where those who are beaten up, those who are hurt and maimed ought to be ministered to. But that kind of ministry can only happen When we grow in the grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. God wants every member to grow and to align themselves to the will of God and be in service as God orders and ordains us to do so. I draw your attention to the setting of the the words that we read in the gospel of Matthew. The setting is Jesus comes and cleanses the temple. When you read the gospels, we understand that Jesus cleansed the temple twice. First we see in the beginning as it's recorded in John chapter 2, in the beginning of his ministry, Jesus cleansed the temple. Later on, he cleansed the temple again. It is interesting to note that the temple that Jesus cleansed, he had to cleanse it again. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. See, you and me, we are the temple of the living God. As it's recorded in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16. I want to draw your attention. It is Jesus who redeems us. Praise the Lord. He has redeemed us. He has paid the price for our redemption. It was not done in dollars or cents. The price of redemption was paid not by corruptible things like silver or gold, but by the precious blood of Jesus Christ. You and I have been redeemed by the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Christ was redeemed. He protects us. He preserves us. He provides for all of our needs. You and I are under the umbrella of God's protection under the umbrella of god's provision under the canopy of god's grace even as we enjoy abundance of god's grace that freely flows from his throne into our zones as our lives are enriched but why but, but by what christ has done in us for us what he continues to do through us This same Christ, from time to time, would also discipline us who are part of the house of God. Praise the Lord. Here we see Jesus coming and he is taking a disciplinary action. Praise the Lord. A disciplinary action is not something that people normally love. But the children of God ought to understand the disciplinary hand of God is controlled by a heart that loves us. It is the same hand that protects you. It is the same hand that provides for you. It's the same hand that preserves you. Word at time, the same hand can also punish us. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Listen. This same Jesus, who redeems, protects, provides, and preserves, can also walk into our lives and turn some tables upside down. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. How we wish that this was a a once-in-a-lifetime process. But we thank God for the recordings of God's Word. We thank God for the truth of God's word. That Jesus needs to at times again and again clean up our temple, our lives again and again. Because we have a tendency to go back in the old lifestyle. We have a tendency to collect old junks, to keep some junks in our lives as trophies, as trinkets, as things in our lives, habits that are formed in our lives, which takes us away from God. Praise the Lord. Just when we think that we have learned a lesson, From the correction that we received from the Lord in our past, suddenly we find ourselves again going back into the old style. Praise the Lord. It is at that time the Lord who loves us. He comes back faithfully and deals with us in a radical manner by turning the tables upside down. Down, Praise the Lord. You and I would think that Jesus cleansing the temple once should have done it. But eventually corruption, corruption, defilement, contamination creeped into the actual temple of God. Which can be a fact in your life and my life as well. The Lord desires purity in our personal lives. Individually, He wants us to keep our life pure and holy. And the scriptural standard that God puts forth is, Be ye holy, for I am holy. Praise the Lord. It's recorded both in the Old and in the New Testament. God expects his children to live a life of purity. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. He expects that as individuals, as single person, as families, to keep our lives holy and pure. He also expects that from the corporate body as a church, as a collective member's church, God expects the church to be holy and pure. So I draw your attention to five facts that Jesus mentions here or as the gospel writer records in Matthew chapter 21. Jesus wants us to be aware of this five facts. Number one, Jesus calls this, he says, my house It is written, my house shall be called the house of prayer. Praise the Lord. Number one, Jesus wants us to know that this is his house. Praise the Lord. My house. There is no ambiguity about it. The ownership is exclusively to Jesus who Bought the church and builds the church. Praise the Lord. He bought the church and he builds the church. It is his house. The church that is a house of God means the church belongs to God. My house. My house. God's exclusive ownership. Praise the Lord. It is His house, central authority is Jesus himself. That means he lays down the rules. Praise the Lord. The rules of living, the rules of ministry, the rules of engagement, the rules that conduct the behavior of each and every one of our lives. Praise the Lord. Every aspect of the life of church ought to be governed according to the owner's desire and direction. Praise the Lord. He calls it, this is my house. Praise the Lord. As we continue to be part of the body of Christ, As we continue to be part of the house of God, this thought ought to be in our mind that this is His house. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. This is Jesus' house. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Anything and everything that you do in the house of God, whether it is service or ministry, whether it is administrating or planning, It ought to be kept in mind that this is his house. Praise the Lord. Number two, Jesus reminds us that my house shall be called the house of prayer. Praise the Lord. What's so big about the house of prayer? Praise the Lord. When it comes to the mandate that is put upon the church, when it comes to the responsibility that God has put upon our church there is dual responsibility number 1 is our responsibility towards God number 2 our responsibility towards men with our responsibility towards God word you and I are being called to be people or a house of prayer praise the lord in prayer, through prayer, both communion and communication takes place. God wants every child of God to be connected to him via prayer. Praise the Lord. The connecting line, prayer line, ought to be active, ought to be vibrant. Not once in blue moon, not when before, just before you hit the bed. Not just simply when you wake up in the morning. The line has to be active and vibrant. God wants his children, his house, to be a house of prayer. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yes, this is very important. House of prayer, not a house of programs. Praise the Lord. What does that mean? that the house of god should not have no program no not that that's not what it means it means every program that the house of god undertakes ought to be birthed in the prayer room praise the lord it's in the prayer room you get to know the mind of god concerning every venture concerning every endeavor concerning every event Concerning every undertakings. Concerning every ministry. Concerning every service. It is in the prayer room. God communicates to us. It's in the communion. God unloads or downloads his mind concerning his house. It is his house. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So every Ministry, every undertaking, endeavors ought to be brought to the Lord in prayer. Brainstorming sessions are good. But before you come to the brainstorming sessions, you storm heaven's gate and get to know what he wants, how he wants, when he wants, why he wants, what he wants. Praise God. Hallelujah. It's in the prayer room. God, you find God connecting you to the right people. Because he's the great connector. Number one, he connects us. Jesus connects us to God the Father. Hallelujah. He has reconciled us to the Father. Praise the Lord. He's the mediator between both God and man. Jesus is our connector. It is in the prayer room. We are connected to the right people, to the right ministry. Praise the Lord. It is a praying Peter who had a vision, praise the Lord, of the next move, the next venue or platform of ministry. It was a praying Cornelius that got connected to a praying Peter. It was a praying Ananias who got connected to a praying Saul. God connects us to the right connections in our prayer rooms before we take undertake any ventures for the Lord under His banner. He wants us to be people who spend time in His presence. Praise the Lord. Prayer characterizes the lord's people praise the lord through prayer praise the lord god's mind the mind of christ is is made known to us praise the lord primary essence of prayer is communion with god praise the lord we cannot just simply bank on yesterday's prayer today we are to pray Tomorrow we ought to pray. Praise the Lord. The chief business of the church Godward is being a house of prayer. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Do you know when you and I were born again? Praise the Lord. He instilled within us his spirit as Paul records it. Writing to the Galatians chapter 4 verse 6. This is how it reads. Because you are his sons and daughters, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts. The spirit which calls out, Abba, Father, the spirit of prayer. Praise the Lord. The spirit of God that indwells within you. It's a spirit of prayer. It's a spirit of supplication. It's a spirit that lifts up And calls God the Father as Abba, Father. Praise the Lord. It cannot just simply end with addressing him as Abba, Father. It has to move. Abba, Father, what? Bring all your petitions, your supplication to the Lord in prayer. Have you ever wondered why prayer meetings are the least attended meetings. Have you ever wondered? People don't want to attend prayer meetings. They want this and that and all those things and church from time to time deviates or wants to mutate to cater to the whims and the desire of the flesh of the carnal man. Praise the Lord. Church needs to employ innovative ideas that are born in The prayer room, which is approved and endorsed by the throne room of God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yes. Why is it that God's people are not interested in prayer? Praise the Lord. It is not an option, my dear friends. Praise the Lord. It is God's will that we go and seek his face and his will. Power. Power is attached to prayer. Prayer is packed with power. You doubt it, you dig into God's Word. When the church was intimidated, when the church was threatened, the church resorted to prayer. Is it because that we are not intimidated, that we are not threatened? That we live in a comfortable zone, a comfort zone that we don't resort to prayer. The first century church, as we see, when they were intimidated and threatened and told not to preach the gospel again. Do you know what the church did? The church went and prayed. They prayed and asked God for boldness and courage. To preach God's word. And the Bible says they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. They prayed for boldness, and God gave them the boldness to stand for Him strong and tall. Jesus prayed all night before He chose His twelve disciples. The apostles prayed before they chose the seven to wait on the table. Praise the Lord. The the church prayed before they commissioned Barnabas and Saul for the ministry. The church prayed before they appointed elders for the work of the living God. Praise the Lord. You cannot take prayer out. Praise the Lord. Manward. Again, manward. It's two focus. One is ministering to the body of Christ. When you teach the word and preach the word the body of christ gets equipped to evangelize the world praise the lord today a lot of people want to go out and evangelize without spending time in prayer praise the lord before we venture out we need to spend time with the lord so that we are equipped and empowered praise the lord so we said it is his church This is a house of prayer. Number three, praise the Lord. It is a house where people are being ministered to, drawing your attention to. The passage that we read, Jesus cleansed the temple. The lame, the blind, and the lame came to Jesus, and Jesus started ministering to them. Praise the Lord. The house of God is a house where the needs of people, those who are lame, spiritually lame, spiritually blind can come and they can be ministered to. Praise the Lord. Ministered by love, by compassion, by care. Praise the Lord. It is a house where healing has to take place. It could be physical it could be spiritual, it could be emotional, it could be relational. Praise the Lord. But when the house is cleansed, when the house becomes a house of prayer, house also becomes a house of deliverance. God wants his house to be a house of deliverance. But house of deliverance follows house of prayer and acknowledging that this is his house and what he desires goes on within the house in the same passage we read we saw that the people the priests and the scribes they saw that the power of god was released and they thought that it was wonderful and the marvelous works of god was seen this house becomes a house Of wonders and miracles. Praise the Lord. Have you experienced wonders of God's protection in your life? Have you experienced the wonders of God's provision in your lives? Have you experienced the miracle of God's deliverance in your life? In our lives, we have so many times experienced the deliverance of God. Hallelujah. It could be in the physical realm. It could be in the relational realm. It could be in the emotional realm. It could be in the financial realm. God is a God of deliverance. And God wants his house to be a house of deliverance. Where wonders and miracles can be seen. Finally, the fifth thing that God wants from his house is it ought to be a house of praise praise the lord hallelujah yes a house of praise where praise and thanks to god is expressed we see in verse fifteen, sixteen, the children started crying hosanna praise the lord if this is a house of prayer my house god's house praise the lord it's a house of prayer It's a house of deliverance. Praise the Lord. It's a house of miracle. It's a house where people are tended. They are cared for. Praise the Lord. They are ministered to. It's also a house of praise. Praise the Lord. Where praise and thanksgiving to God ought to rise from the depth of our hearts. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yes? Praise and thanksgiving. Ought to rise from the depth of our heart. Praise the Lord. We as a church. We ought to safeguard. The trajectory of the church. Praise the Lord. Slight deviation from the word of God. Can cause us to go completely in a different direction. Praise the Lord. And when that happens, when a small deviation takes place, the whole nature of his house is turned out. What does Jesus say? My house shall be called a house of prayer, but you have made it A den of thieves. What a stark contrast. Think about it for a minute. A stark contrast. What it is to be a house of prayer, and how could a house of prayer turn out to be a den of thieves? Is that possible? Well, Jesus, if He's the one who is saying it, it is possible. It happened in both the Old and in the New Testament. Therefore, God mandates that the leadership of the church be vigilant, be diligent. Praise God. If you are a leader in any capacity, you are called not to be the yes, yes man of everyone. Praise God. The leadership of the church has been entrusted tremendous responsibility to God, the unity of the church, to God, the harmony in the church, to God, the church, from deviating from the written, handed down truth of God's word. Praise God. When you and I don't have The guts to stand for what God calls us out to do so. Because we fall to the whims and the wishes and the desires of people. God will hold us accountable. It is fearful. It is fearful. Praise the Lord. Being in leadership means you are accountable to the one who says this is My house. Praise God. When we are not willing to take a stand. For what is true. God will hold us accountable. Praise God. Every leader. In whatever capacity. God has called you. Praise God. In whatever ministry. God has set you. God expects you to. Live. First of all, in your personal life, purity. Purity. We are not talking about perfection here. I am not talking about sinless perfection. We as human beings can fall, falter, and fail. Falling, faltering, and failing is not a disclaimer. It's not a disclaimer. Praise the Lord. My beloved children, I write to you so that you may not sin. This is what John the Apostle of Love said. I write to you so that you may not sin. But God, spirit goes on. But if any one of you Do sin, we have a mediator with our God. Our mediator, Lord Jesus, who mediates on our behalf. Praise the Lord. The mediator is not our crutches to sin. Praise the Lord. When we come before Him and we say, Lord, I failed, I faltered, I slipped. He knows the intention and the desire of a heart. I call everyone who is involved in any and every kind of ministry. Keep your life pure before God. In whatever capacity God has called you. When you minister, your intentions have to be clean. Your motives have to be clean. Because you are going to impact the body of Christ. Praise God. We have to give an account for every word, every decision, every move that we make concerning the body of Christ. Praise God. This is a serious business. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Ministry. It's a serious business. Hallelujah. When we take it lightly, when we employ our schemes, our plots, our ploys, in the house of God, God will hold you accountable. Praise God. Hallelujah. I don't mean to scare you, but when I say this, I have the fear of God within me. I find myself often coming to the Lord. Telling him, Lord, when I preach, when I teach, I don't want a hidden agenda. Praise God. I ask the Lord, Lord, when I say things, I don't want to send my message within your message. I want it to be your message. Praise God. Hallelujah. When you realize the gravity The seriousness of what God has called us. I read Timothy and Titus very often. And every time I read Timothy and Titus, I feel the seriousness, the heaviness of God, what God has entrusted. Those who call themselves ministers and leaders. Praise God. You ought to visit The epistle that Paul wrote to Timothy and Titus very often. That's when you realize what it is that God has put upon our shoulders. Praise the Lord. Let me conclude. Praise God. Jesus comes and he does what? He makes a scourge or a whip out of ropes. And he cleans the temple out. Praise God. Quite often, he does that in our lives. Don't miss it when he does it. The cleaning of, up of the temple, the overturning of the tables, will come in different forms, shades, and shapes. It could come in the form of a dis- disobedient It could come in the form of a sickness. It can come in the form of a simple traffic ticket. It can come in the form of an accident. It can, form in the, in, in the, it can come in the form of a, of a neighbor who keeps on nagging you. It can come in the form of your co-worker. Or your boss that wants to give you a hard time. Listen to me. You and I ought to be sensitive. Otherwise you will miss that God is trying to clean the house. Praise God. Don't just simply shrug it off. Don't just simply rub it off. Don't just simply ignore it. Praise God. When he is trying to clean our personal homes, our house, our life, we ought to be diligent and we need to say, Lord, I submit myself to you. I commit myself to you. Praise the Lord. Lord, I hear you loud and clear. Here am I. I submit myself to you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus is the one who turned the tables upside down. Jesus is the one who disciplines, who chastises. The writer of Hebrews says those whom he loves, he disciplines. And the writer is so bold, he says, if we are not disciplined, He uses the term, we are bastards, meaning we are illegitimate children. We are not truly children. So if you see someone having a free reign and calls themselves a Christian, you need to check and see who they really are. Because a God who loves will discipline. Praise God. But I conclude here. When Jesus overturned the table, it was a discipline of judgment. Judgment in itself is unbearable. But I draw your attention to Jesus. Who used his cord, who used their whip to clean the temple. Do you know who he is? He's the one who stood before Pilate. And Pilate ordered him to be scorched. Praise God. The one who uses the whip was whipped. He has stripes on his back as evidence that he was whipped. Praise God. The overturned table is a table of judgment, but there is Another table here. It's a table of communion. Judgment is unbearable. But this table. When you come before him. You look into the Lord. Who take, took the judgment on himself. What do you see. When you come before the table. You see Jesus. The son of God. Bearing your judgment. And mine. Upon himself. The judgment of God came upon Jesus. So that you and I can live. A life that is pleasing to him. Praise the Lord. Communion should be a time. Where you are reminded of the judgment that Jesus went through. But also the joy of having communion with him. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. What a perfect balance when you come into his presence before the table. Judgment and joy. Lord, the judgment that shall come upon me. You took upon yourself. Today I can experience the joy of communion and the joy of communicating with you. Praise God. Hallelujah. I invite the church to the communion table this morning. As we sit here, as we stand here and meditate on the love of God. Praise God. Don't forget. Praise God. The one who loves you, he has a marred visage. A back full of stripes. Because he was scourged for you and for me. What does this mean? It means the one who disciplines you and me. He himself was scourged before he went up on the cross. Praise God. He bore my sin and your sin. So that you and I does not need to live in disobedience and in rebellion. But experience the grace and the joy that Jesus calls out us to experience. Praise God. This is His house.